ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد my brothers and sisters today the topic that i've been asked to address is the topic concerning that salafia is the path of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum and no doubt salafia is the path of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum because salafia refers to the way of the earlier generations ibn mandhur rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned in his definition of in lisanul arab which is a dictionary of the arabic language which stretches over 12 to 13 volumes He mentions that the term salaf refers to those who came before you literally those who came before you the salaf as-salih referring or the salaf as-salihin referring to the most pious of individuals who came before you so he mentions that the salaf are in reality the sahaba radiyallahu anhum Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the sahaba for this reason we find that tremendous hadith reported in Sahih Muslim where the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Fatima radiyallahu anha upon his deathbed he said to her i am to you a blessed salaf ni'ma salaf that i am to you a blessed salaf so here the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself used the term salaf referring to himself as being the salaf of Fatima radiyallahu anha meaning that i am to you a predecessor So the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is our predecessor. The sahaba radiyallahu anhum are our predecessors. They are the individuals who preceded us in righteousness and piety. They are the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us in the Quran to follow. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, as-sabiqun al-awwalun min al-muhajirin wal-ansar wal-ladhina tabauhum bi ihsan. That the first and foremost to believe, meaning those who embraced Islam, from the muhajirun and from the ansar sahaba radiyallahu anhum and then those who follow them precisely radiyallahu anhum wa radu an allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him so the sahaba radiyallahu anhum without a shadow of a doubt are the individuals that we have been commanded to follow they are the ones who preceded us in piety as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his book even with regard to the sahaba in fact it was aisha radiyallahu anha when aisha radiyallahu anha as imam al bukhari has collected in his aqidah and then put together or, or, or collected with an authentic chain of narration to imam al bukhari from imam al uh, to imam al bukhari from imam al lalaka'i imam al lalaka'i has an encyclopedia of aqidah and he's from the 4th century imam al lalaka'i rahimahullah He has a work Sharh Usul Ittiqad Ahl Sunnah Wal Jamaah. In this work he mentions the aqidah of Imam Al-Bukhari. 
Imam al-Bukhari, the famous compiler of the Sahih, the Sahih al-Jami' of Imam al-Bukhari, which is famously called the Sahih al-Bukhari. Imam al-Bukhari said that I traveled in pursuit of knowledge for 46 years. And I met over a thousand scholars. And then he mentions the various lands that he traveled to and the various scholars that he met. From them, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. From them, Maki ibn Ibrahim. And other than them, from the famous scholars. Over a thousand, he said. And he said they did not disagree upon the following affairs. One of the affairs that he mentioned was that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that they are to be spoken of in terms of goodness. They are not to be rebuked or, or criticized in any way, but rather they are to be praised. And then he mentioned, for indeed Aisha radiallahu anha said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to make dua for them, for the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Due to the statement, statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and those who came after the Sahaba, that they say, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا Our Lord, forgive us. وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا And our brothers, الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ those who preceded us in Iman. And O Allah, do not place into our hearts any rancor or hatred. For those who believed, meaning the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a description of the Sahaba. Number one, that they are people of Iman. Because Allah, because what did the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That those who come after them, come after the Sahaba, they say, Our Lord forgive us and forgive our brothers. Meaning that they are our brothers in Iman. Alladheena sabaquna bil Iman. Those who came before us and preceded us in Iman. And don't place, secondly, don't place any rancor or hatred in our hearts towards those who, uh, those who came before us and those who believed before us. Lilladheena amanu. For those who came before us and believed. Surah Al-Hashr. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Allah describes them in other places in the Qur'an, like the ayah that we mentioned before, وَالسَّابِكُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ The first and foremost to believe and embrace Islam from the muhajireen and from the ansar. Sahaba again mentioned. And then Allah attaches entry into Jannah due to the Sahaba. Because Allah mentioned in the same ayah in Surah, in surah Al-Tawbah, when Allah mentions, وَالَّذِينَ تَبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ that those who, uh, those who follow them precisely, meaning the Sahaba, those who follow the, the, uh, the Sahaba per, precisely, that Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with him, radiallahu anhum wa radu'an. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions with regard to these three groups of people, Muhajirin, Sahaba, Ansar, Sahaba, and then those who follow them, follow the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, that Allah mentions that Allah is pleased with them, they are pleased with him. lahum. That Allah mentions, and Allah has prepared for them. لهم, that Allah has prepared, already prepared for them gardens of paradise. Jannatin tajri anhar Gardens under which rivers flow. Fiha, and they will remain therein for eternity. And that is the most tremendous and supreme success. For whom? Those who follow the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Allah also mentions them in another place in the Quran. وَمَن يُشَاقِقِي رَسُولًا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِي غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُسْلِهِ جَهَنَّمَ وَسَاءَتْ مَسِيرًا That Allah mentions here the Sahaba again. 
that whomsoever contends with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, after the guidance has been conveyed to him and then he chooses a path other than the path of the Sahaba, the believers, the first of the believers here being referred to, following a path other than the path of the believers referring to the Sahaba, then Allah will leave him in the path that he has chosen and burn him in the hellfire, roast him in the hellfire. And what an evil destination. Allah also mentions them in another place. لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah has mentioned that indeed Allah is, Allah is indeed pleased with the believers. Who is He referring to? The Sahaba. How do we know it's the Sahaba? Because of that which comes after. إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ شَجَرَةً Those who gave you, O Muhammad, the Pledge of Allegiance under the tree, meaning in Hudaybiyah. Here again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Throughout the Qur'an you'll find this over and over again. In Amanu bimithli, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, and if they believe, bimithli ma amantum bihi. If they, if they believe, as you believe, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions again, Sahaba radiallahu anhum. If they believe as you believe, meaning if those people... Believe as you believe, antum, meaning you Sahaba. So the, so the measure of the rest of the people, then they are guided. That if they believe as you Sahaba believe, then they will be guided. And if they turn away from that, then they are the ones who are in shiqaq. They are the ones who have split away and they are the ones who are upon deviation. So over and over again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions throughout the Quran, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, and their level and their station. This is Salafiyyah. Salafiyyah is to follow their path and to follow their way. All of them, Sahaba radiallahu anhum, just as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Khairun nas qarni, that the best of mankind is my generation. Likewise in a hadith where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Khairukum qarni, the best of you are my generation. Likewise the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said when he was asked the question, who are the best of mankind? He said, Ana walladhina ma'i. Me and those alongside me. Sahaba radiallahu anhu. The Prophet sallallahu did not only make them the best of mankind, meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not regard them only to be the best of mankind after Muhammad, but they are the best of mankind even before the coming of Muhammad sallallahu Because Allah's, Allah's Messenger sallallahu did not make them exclusive only to this ummah. Rather, he mentioned them generally. That they are the best of mankind. That they are the best, the best of mankind is my generation. Meaning that the companions of Muhammad are better than the companions of, of Isa ibn Maryam. They are better than the companions of Musa. They are better than the companions of any other prophet and messenger that was sent before Muhammad And Allah has commanded us and told us that their path is the path to Jannah. Because Allah mentioned that these are the three groups, the Muhajireen, the Ansar, the Muhajireen, the Ansar, the two groups of the companions, and then those who follow them precisely, they are the ones who will be entered into Jannah. Allah did not give entry from this Ummah into Jannah except for these three groups. Two groups of them are from the Sahaba, and the third group are the ones who follow the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So Salafiyah is the path of the Sahaba, and Salafiyah is the only way to Jannah. Because the Prophet ﷺ connected, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connected Jannah by way of following the Sahaba in the ayah that we mentioned. 
That if you follow them, that if they believe as you sahaba believe, then they are guided. Likewise, when the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the muhajirin and the ansar and those who follow them precisely. So Jannah is connected directly in following the sahaba radiallahu anhu. And whomsoever contends with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the guidance has been conveyed to him and then he chooses a path other than the path of the believers, sahaba, then Allah will burn him. So hellfire is connected to those who oppose the way of the sahaba radiallahu If a person chooses a path other than the path of the sahaba, then Allah will burn him in the hellfire. Because he has chosen a path other than the path of those believers, the sahaba radiallahu anhum. In these ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not refer to himself. In other ayat, Allah does refer to himself. For example, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that whomsoever obeys Allah and obeys the messenger, يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَذِيمِ That whomsoever obeys Allah and obeys the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then Allah will gain him, give him entry into Jannah, into the gardens of paradise, Jannat, into the gardens of paradise under which rivers flow to remain therein for eternity. And that is the supreme success. So here Allah mentions himself and the messenger. But you look at that ayah, Allah does not mention himself, nor does he mention the messenger of Allah, rather he mentions the Sahaba. That those who follow the Sahaba, Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with him. So here Allah mentions only the Sahaba. Following the Sahaba precisely will gain you entry into Jannah. In the other verse in Surah An-Nisa, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Surah An-Nisa, وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِي رَسُولَهُ Whosoever contends with the messenger, after the guidance has been conveyed to him, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions who? The messenger of Allah and the sahaba radiallahu anhum. So whosoever opposes them will enter into Jahannam. Whoever opposes the Prophet and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So it is no wonder that Salafiyyah and the message of Salafiyyah and the call of the Salafis revolves around this affair. Revolves around the affair of obedience to Allah, obedience to the Messenger and following the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The whole of Salafiyyah revolves around these three affairs. Because we believe clearly from the Qur'an, from those ayat that are qat'iyyah, those ayat and those verses of the Qur'an that are clear-cut. The opposing Allah, opposing the Messenger, opposing the Sahaba means entry into hellfire. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other places in the Qur'an has clearly mentioned that when even the, that even the Sahaba radiallahu anhum themselves, that they themselves are obligated to adhere to the kitab and the sunnah, and they did. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, فَإِن تَنَازَأْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ That if you differ, you Sahaba, if you differ in any fear between yourselves, then refer it back to Allah and His Messenger. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were like that. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that those Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that when anything was brought to them by way of proofs and evidences, from by way of revelation, if they knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had deemed an affair, and Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had deemed an affair, that they had judged in an issue, then their word would be simply, سَمِعْنَا وَعَطَعْنَا this was their way. This was the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. We hear and we obey. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions with regard to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum 
فلا وربك لا يؤمنون حتى يحكموك فيما شجر بينهم that they truly will not believe by your Lord that they will not truly believe up until they make you old Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the judge in all of the disputes between them ثم لا يجدوا في أنفسهم حرجا مما قديت ويسلموا تسليما and then you will not find they will not find in their souls any form of difficulty or haraj any form of opposition with regard to that which you have judged and they will submit with a complete submission because this is the difference between the true believer and the one who is a Muslim but he has not really reached that strength of Iman yet because the Muslim will obey Allah and his messenger begrudgingly even if it's hard they'll say oh, Allah has said it خلاص, I'll do it it's hard for me but I will do it but the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were not like that because the Sahaba radiallahu anhum are different because they would say they would وَيُسَلِّمُ تَسْلِيمًا that they would submit with a complete happily that you will not find in their hearts any haraj that's the difference between the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and those who come after them between the people of today and those people because the people of today yes you will find that they may obey Allah and obey the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa but in their souls there is a difficulty it's a haraj they don't really want to obey but I have to obey so I'm going to obey but the sahaba radiallahu anhum if they heard that Allah and his messenger had judged an affair what did Allah say ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَدَيْتَ thereafter you will not find in their hearts any difficulty in opposition to that which you have judged O Muhammad وَيُسَلِّمُ تَسْلِيمًا and they will submit with a complete submission this is sahaba radiallahu anhum they are the ones who are defined amongst all of the ranks of the Muslims are those who will gain entry into Jannah they are not sectarian they don't belong to the sects of deviation there is not to be found amongst the Sahaba any innovation or any misguidance that's why the Prophet said سَتَفْتَرِقُ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ عَلَىٰ ثَلَاثٍ وَسَبِعِينَ فِرْقَةٍ كُلُّهَا فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا وَاحِدَةٍ قَالُوا وَمَنْ هِيَ تِلْقَ الْفِرْقَةِ قال صلى الله عليه وسلم معنا عليه اليوم أصحابي that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that my ummah will divide into 73 sects all of them into the hellfire except for one they said which is that one firqa which is that one sect O Muhammad Ya Rasulullah which is that one the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that which I and my companions are upon today so salvation from deviation salvation from kufr salvation from misguidance Salvation from being counted amongst those 72 sects that will enter the hellfire is what? That which Allah and his, Allah's Messenger وسلم, and his companions were upon. That's salvation. They are the jama'ah. When Abdullah ibn, Mas- Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anha, anhu, when Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, when he recited the statement of Allah, that on that day, on that day some faces will be white. And upon that day, some faces will be what? Will be black. So when Abdullah ibn, ibn Abbas recited those verses, that some, some faces upon that day will be white, referring to what? Yawmul Qiyamah. On Yawmul Qiyamah, some faces will come before Allah. As Allah has mentioned in Surah Ali Imran, Yawma tabiyaddu wajuh, wa taswaddu wajuh. On that day, some faces will be white, and on that day, some faces will be black, referring to Yawmul Qiyamah. Ibn Abbas, he said, those faces that will be white, 
They are Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And as for those faces that will be black, then they are Ahlul Bid'ah wal Furqah. They are the people of deviation, Bid'ah. And they are the people of Furqah and, and, and separation and division. So who are those faces that will be white? Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Those defined and those described by the Prophet ﷺ himself. When he said that this Ummah will divide into 73, all of them into the Hellfire, illa wahida wa al jama'ah. They are the jama'ah. And what did Ibn Abbas say? That those faces on that day will be white. Are which faces? Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Meaning the faces, those who follow the Prophet ﷺ and the jama'ah. Those who follow the jama'ah, meaning the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. They are the jama'ah. Is Haqib bin Rahawai, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, from the companions of Ahmed ibn Hanbal, died in the year 238. He was asked with, with regard to As-Sawadul A'adham, the main body. Mentioned in the hadith of Allah's Messenger, the Prophet Sallallahu said that Summa will divide all of them into the helper except for one, and it is the main body, As-Sawadul A'adham. He said that if you ask the general folk, meaning they're just the, 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 just the generality of the people, if you ask them who is the main body, they will say that it is the Jama'atun Nas. That it is the, 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 the body of the people or the group of the people, the meaning the majority of the people. He said, by Allah, they do not know that the Jama'ah are the scholars. That the Jama'ah are the scholars who follow the Sunnah of Allah's Messenger Wasallam. They are the Jama'ah. The same thing that Ahmed ibn Hanbal said, رسول سنتي عندنا التمسك بما كان عليه أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. That he mentioned the foundations of the Sunnah with us is that which the companions of Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم were upon. والاقتداء بهم and to take them as a as a model to be emulated. وترك البدع and to abandon innovations. وكل بدعة فهي ضلالة. For every innovation is misguidance. وَتَرْكُ الْخُسُمَاتِ And to abandon argumentation. وَتَرْكُ الْمِرَاءِ وَالْجِدَالِ فِي الدِّينِ This is the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and to abandon argumentation, disputation and controversy in the religion. وَتَرْكُ الْجُلُوسِ مَا أَسْحَابِ الْأَحْوَابِ Because this was the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And we don't argue in these affairs. And we do not sit with the people of desires. وَتَرْكُ الْجُلُوسِ and to abandon sitting with the people of desires, those who oppose the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. This is Ahmed ibn Hanbal died 241 after the Hijrah. This is the way of the Salaf of this Ummah. This is why Salafiyyah is the truth and there is nothing that can come and compare with this Da'wah. There is nothing that can even equate to this Da'wah from all of the Da'wat in the dunya. Of all of the calls and the people inviting, they will never equal this Da'wah. Because this da'wah cannot be argued against. It cannot be opposed, it cannot be contradicted. Except with desires, misguidance, hawa, argumentation and controversy. But if one refers back to the kitab and the sunnah, and the way of the, uh, the, the, way of the sahaba radiallahu anhum, he will have no choice but to accept that this is the da'wah, the da'watul haq. So now when the people come, and they say what they say, and they speak with what they speak with, then we say to them that we abandon controversy because controversy will occur. As the Prophet ﷺ himself said, وَمَنْ يَعِشْ مِنْكُمْ فَسَيَرَى اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا That whomsoever lives for long from amongst you will see a great amount of controversy and differing. اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Look at the words of Allah's Messenger ﷺ. 
So he said, فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا عَرَفْتُمْ مِنْ سُنَّتِي So binding upon you when differing occurs, and sectarianism and splitting occurs, binding upon you, فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا عَرَفْتُمْ Binding upon you is that which you know of my sunnah. The Prophet said, وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءَ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَحْدِيِينَ And to hold on to the sunnah of the rightly guided successes after me, Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali. أَبْدُوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِبِ And hold on to that. Here, look at what the Messenger said. Hold on to that with your molar teeth. Yet the Messenger of Allah وسلم, look what he called the sunnah. He said, stick to my sunnah and the sunnah of my guided, rightly guided successors after me. Who? The Sahaba. He said, stick to my sunnah and their sunnah. And hold on to that. Hold on to it. And then he united it again. Meaning that my sunnah and their sunnah is one because he mentioned it in the singular. Abdu alayha. He didn't say abdu alayhima. He did not say hold on to the two of them. He said hold on to it. Singular. After telling you to hold on to the sunnah. Meaning his sunnah. And then to the sunnah of his sahaba. But when he came to holding on to your mawlatid, he said hold on to it with your mawlatid. Referring to the fact and indicating the fact that the sunnah of the Prophet and the sunnah of the sahaba is one and the same. This is why when we use the term Ahlul Sunnah, we are not just referring to the sunnah of the Prophet No. When we refer to Ahlul Sunnah, Ahlul Sunnah are those who follow the Prophet and his Sahaba. Why? Because here the Prophet said, follow my sunnah and the sunnah of my Sahaba. Meaning the Khulafa al-Rashidin. So he mentioned the term sunnah for them also. So who are Ahlul Sunnah? Ahlul Sunnah are those who follow the sunnah of the Prophet and the sunnah of the companions. They are Ahlul Sunnah. If they abandon the companions, and they do not take from their sunnah, not just to give lip service to it, because giving lip service to the sunnah is easy. Giving lip service to the sahaba, I love the sahaba, I love the sahaba. Who doesn't say that they, except for the Shia, everyone else claims that they love the sahaba. Everyone, the Diobandi, the Tablighi, the Ikhwani, the Takfiri, the Jihadi, the Qadri, the Mu'tazali, the Sufi, the Prelwi, the Naqshbandi, the Sahawardi, all of them, even the Qadiani, all of them claiming that they love the Sunnah and they love the Sahaba. Not to say that all of them are Kuffar, some of them are, like the Qadianiyah, they're not Muslim. But the rest of them, yes, broadly speaking, they're in the fold of Islam, except for the Ghullat from amongst them. The most extreme from amongst them are not. But the, vast, but, the, but the generality of the deviated sects, whether they be from the Ash'ariyya and the Maturidiyya, and other than them, Ikhwan al-Muslimin, Jamaat al-Tabliq, they are Muslims. But and every single one of them claiming what? That they are beloved, that they, that, that they love the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And they claim that they are Sunni. And they give lip service to the fact that we love the Sahaba. But is their belief the belief of the Sahaba? No. They aqeedah, the aqeedah of the Sahaba? No. Do they follow the Sunnah and the way and the understanding of the Kitab and the Sunnah by way of the Sahaba? No. Because the vast majority of them are muqallidun, are blind followers. Blind followers of their sect or their group that they have set up for themselves. That's why when you speak to some of them, 
And he will be honest with you if, he, if there is any honesty in them. And you do meet one or two here and there who are honest. You tell them, what mother do you follow? They say, I am Shafi'i. I say, MashaAllah. What about your Aqeedah? He says, I'm Ash'ari. I say, what about your Turuq, your, your Tariqah? He'll say, I'm Sahawardi. So where's the Sahaba then? Where are the Sahaba then in all of this? That you say that your Madhab in Fiqh is Shafi'i. No problem, we love Imam Shafi'i. Alhamdulillah. Imam Shafi'i was Salafi. Imam Shafi'i followed the authentic Hadith. Imam Shafi'i was Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. Imam Shafi'i was Ahlul Hadith. So you follow Imam Shafi'i in Fiqh. And your Aqeedah is what? He says Ash'ari. The Aqeedah Ash'ariya is not the Aqeedah of the Sahaba, nor is it the Aqeedah of Shafi'i. So why don't you follow the fiqh of Shafi'i and the aqidah of Shafi'i? But they won't do that. Because the aqidah of Imam Shafi'i is the aqidah of the Sahaba. And that is the aqidah of Salafiyyah. So that's why they cover themselves. It's like a veil that they draw or a smoke screen. So what do they say when you ask them? What are you say? We are Sunni. Which madhab they say Shafi'i? And unless you ask them, they'll stop there. So you say, MashaAllah, Sunni, Shafi'i, Alhamdulillah, Imam Shafi'i, Ahlul Sunnah, Ahlul Hadith, Salafi, Imam Shafi'i. But then follow up the question again. Say, what tariqah do you follow in Sufiya? Which Sufi path do you follow? Then you will see what he's upon. He will say, I'm Naqshbandi, or Sahawardi, or I am Chishti, or I am Qadri, or I am one of the other groups of Sufiya from the thousands of groups that are out there, Tijani or whatever. That's what they'll say. Say, which, which one of these is Shafi follow? If he's a liar, he'll tell you Shafi was a Brelwi. Or he'll tell you Shafi was a Tijani. Or Shafi was Sahawardi. Not realizing the fact that Imam Shafi'i died at least three to four hundred years before the first Sufi tariqah ever existed. So how could Shafi be a follower of someone who hasn't even been born yet? So Shafi can't be. Then they say, no, Imam Shafi was Ash'ari. Say, MashaAllah. Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari died in 324 after the Hijrah. Imam Shafi died 204 after the Hijrah. Over a hundred and twenty year difference between the two of them. Shafi, of course, coming first. How can Shafi be a follower of a man who came a hundred years after him? So Shafi could not be. Wallahi, you hear them saying. They say Shafi'i was Ash'ari. Even in lectures they will say. How can Shafi be Ash'ari? Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari died in 324. Shafi died in 204. Other people say that Abu Hanifa was Ash'ari. Or Maturidi. Abu Mansur al-Maturidi died in 329 or thereabouts. 329, Abu Hanifa died in 150. Over a 150 year difference between them. This is why ilm is the weapon of the believer. Knowledge is the weapon of the believer. If you have knowledge, my brothers and sisters, and you know the knowledge of the Sahaba, and those who came after them, and those who came after them from the earlier generations, these people would not be able to deceive you. So they use the veil of the madhab to hide their innovation. Ask any tabligi from India or Pakistan, ask him what madhab, they'll say Hanafi. 
Say, which Jamaat did Abu Hanifa belong to? Was he Tablighi? Was he part of Jamaat al-Tablighi? Did he read Tablighi Nisab, the book that you wrote? Of course he didn't. Abu Hanifa was not part of any of these Jamaat. Any of any of these groups. Abu Hanifa was an Imam. A Salafi. Following the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. So Jamaat al-Tablighi that was invented in 1928 by Muhammad Ilyas. After he died, they put his grave in the masjid. This is the way of Abu Hanifa. This is the way of the, of the likes of Shafi or Abu Hanifa or Ahmad ibn Hanbal or Malik ibn Anas. This was not their way. Let alone that you ascribe this way to the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So a sect that arises in the 20th century, in 1928, following in the footsteps of a sect that came half a century earlier, in around about 18, in the 1850s or 1860s, known as the sect of the Yoband. Because Jumat al-Tabli came out of the sect of the Diobandis. What were the Diobandis? Diobandis were Sufis. Following the path of, of Sufiya, Chishtiya, Qadiriya, Naqshbandiya. This was their way. They used to follow the four, the four paths of Sufism. When Jumat al-Tabli was invented in the 1920s, they stuck to those paths of Sufiya. So how are you Hanafi? With what? Sincerity and honesty, can you claim to yourself that you are Hanafi? You are not Hanafi. Maybe you are Hanafi in fiqh. You make wudu like Abu Hanifa made wudu. Maybe you pray like Abu Hanifa prayed. But your aqidah is not his aqidah, your belief is not his, his belief. Your tawheed is not his tawheed. Abu Hanifa didn't go to the graves and worship at the graves. Abu Hanifa did not go and knocking on people's doors for 40 days. He didn't do that. He didn't go out for three days and 40 days and two years. Nor did Abu Hanifa give bay'ah to an amir of a jama'ah that's called Jama'at al-Tabligh. Because that's what Tablighis do. They give the bay'ah, the Pledge of Allegiance. Nor did Abu Hanifa send anyone out whilst he was the dynamo in the masjid. Charging up those who are gone out. So he sits back making dhikr whilst they're going out knocking on doors calling the people to come and learn the six points of Jama'at al-Tabligh. Abu Hanifa didn't, wouldn't even recognize the six points of Jama'at al-Tabligh. He wouldn't know what you're talking about. Nor would he recognize your aqidah. So these sects that have come about that claim we love the Sahaba, we love the Sahaba, it's lip service. Do you think the Sahaba would recognize some of those stories in Fadalul Amal or Tabligh Nisab, the books of Jumatul Tabligh? Do you think the Sahaba would recognize a story whereby a young boy who takes his mother to Hajj or Umrah? And he's, out, and he's near the Kaaba, he's, he's in the Haram area. And his mother is sick and she's ill. He looks into the sky and sees a cloud. A cloud that hovers over Mecca. Then the cloud descends and a man steps off the cloud. Then he touches his mother upon her belly. And, and covers her face and wipes her face and her body with his hands. And then the young boy says to the man, who are you? He said, I am Rasulullah, I am Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam." And then he teaches him some dhikr. He tells him, go and make durood. Make the Salatul Ibrahimiyya, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad. Make this often. And this is the problem. So he said that my mother, her swelling went away. Her illness went away because Muhammad came to visit her. Stepped off a cloud. 
when Umar was stabbed, Muhammad didn't come to save him. When Uthman was struck with the sword, with the knife, Muhammad didn't come for Uthman. When Ali was killed by an insurgent, Khariji, Takfiri, Muhammad didn't come out the grave for his own son-in-law and his cousin. And for the, from, from the best of the Sahaba, he didn't come out of his grave. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Uthman radiallahu anhu, when the Prophet sallallahu was shy in front of Uthman, he said, should I not be shy in front of the one whom the angels are shy in front of, referring to Uthman? So when Uthman was surrounded in his house in Medina, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't come out of his grave. But he came out of his grave to stroke the stomach of your mother? The Muhammad وسلم, whilst he was alive never touched a foreign woman unless it be his wife or his daughter. This is Muhammad but now he comes out of his grave ends up in a cloud hovering over Mecca and descends and steps up the cloud to wipe your mother and touch her in the flesh. This is in Tabligh, this is a, these are the stories in Tabligh Nisa. These are the stories that they compile. So where's the lip? Now this is now you know what kind of lip service they give these groups and these sects and these parties. That's just Jamaat al-Tabliq. Never mind Ikhwan al-Muslimin and others who claim that we love the Sahaba, we love the Sahaba up until you mention the story of Uthman to them. And then they start criticizing Uthman or they criticize Muawiyah. Why? Because Muawiyah and, Muawiyah and Uthman and their likes and Amr ibn al-As that they do not fit into their model leader. So the one who does not fit into their model leader, they criticize. Like Sayyid Qutb criticized the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Criticize Uthman, criticize Amr ibn al-As, accuse them of trickery and treachery. Criticize Uthman, claiming that his khilafah is used and not even counted. So when we say that the, that the way of the Sahaba is Salafiyyah, it is not just that we say we love the Sahaba. Because that's the easy thing to do. Rather what we do is that we say we not only do we love them, but we follow their path. And we love those who follow their path. And we are distant from those who abandon their path. None of the Sahaba were Sufi. None of the Sahaba were Ash'ari. None of the Sahaba were Tablighis. None of the Sahaba were Ikhwanis. None of the Sahaba were Takfiris or Qadaris. None of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. There is no bid'ah to be found amongst them. So when we connect the people to the Sahaba, we are connecting them to the path of Iman. Not just in one affair of your life, like those Sufis, they say, you ask them, what's your fiqh? What's your madhab? They say, Shafi'i. You start asking about the aqeedah and then they become Sufi all of a sudden and that and Ash'ari and Maturidi and deny the attributes of Allah and so on. No, the Salafi, the Salafi is upon the way of the Sahaba in every affair. In marriage he is Salafi. In death he is Salafi. In the Jana'is he is Salafi. In the funerals he is Salafi. In terms of his jihad and fighting in the cause of Allah he is Salafi. Sahaba. In his dealings he is Salafi. In the way that he does his business transactions, he is Salafi. In his Aqeedah, he is Salafi. In his belief in Allah, he is Salafi. In his belief in the angels and the books and the prophets and the messengers and the last day, he is Salafi. Not just in one part, 
to the exclusion of another party in every affair. He is Salafi and this is what it means to hold on to the rope of Allah. To hold on to the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. وَأَتَسِمُوا بِهَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions. And hold on all of you together to the rope of Allah, united, jami'an, meaning collectively hold on to the rope of Allah. وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا And do not divide. Once you have held on to the rope of Allah, do not cause division. Do not fall into division. وَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ And remember the bounty of Allah upon you. إِذْ كُنْتُمْ عَادَاءً When you were enemies one to another, فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قَلُوبِكُمْ And then Allah put, uh, brought your hearts together. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you were enemies one to another, then Allah brought your hearts together. فَأَسْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانًا And by the grace of Allah, you became brothers one to another. But what does Allah begin with in this ayah? Allah begins by mentioning, وَأَتَسِمُ بِهَبْلِ اللَّهِ Hold on to the rope of Allah. Ibn Abdul Barrahimahullah Ta'ala, the great scholar, in his, in, his, in his tremendous work, known as At-Tamheed, he mentions that the rope of Allah is the jama'ah, and they are the sahaba radiallahu anhum. Meaning, hold on to the way of the sahaba, and do not divide thereafter. And as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned in volume 6, of Minhaj al-Sunnah al-Nabawiyyah, he mentions that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that they did not differ with each other in any affair from the affairs and asal min usul al-deen. In any affair from the foundations of the religion, the Sahaba did not differ. They did not fight with each other due to any differing in the fundamentals. They were united in their belief. They were united in their creed. They were united in their methodology. The Sahaba did not differ in these affairs, my brothers and sisters. And then he mentions they did not differ with regard to the names and attributes of Allah. They did not differ with regard to the pre-decree. They did not differ with regard to the issue of declaring others to be kuffar, making takfir. They did not differ. Nor did they differ in the affairs of the rulership. Because they all held united that it is not permissible to rebel against the Muslim ruler. In the Asr they did not differ. So this is why the Salafi places so much emphasis upon the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And this was the way of Ahmad ibn Hanbal. I read to you the opening words of Imam Ahmad from Rasul sunnah Imam al-Barbahari point after point mentions the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Likewise, when he mentions with regard to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that the jama'ah, whom Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that the jama'ah, they are the sahaba radiallahu anhum. Imam al-Barbahari from the 3rd century died 329. Ahmad ibn Hanbal in 241. Likewise, Imam al-Bukhari radiallahu ta'ala in his aqeedah. If you go to the aqeedah that has been compiled by Imam al-Lalakai, Imam al-Lalakai in six volumes, but it's printed in six volumes, the original is, is less. But in the six volumes, that you look at the aqeedah of Imam al-Lalakai rahimahullah, he gathers the creed of the early Salaf. The creed of Sufyan al-Thawri from 161. The creed of Sufyan ibn Uyayna, 197. The creed of Imam al-Awza'i from 157. The creed of the likes of Hamad ibn Salama and Hamad ibn Zayd. The creed of the likes of, of, of Abu Hatim al-Razi and Abu Zur al-Razi. These are the great scholars of the earlier times. 
the creed of Imam al-Bukhari, the creed of Imam al-Shafi'i. All of them united upon the fact that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, their path is to be followed. And this is where all of the sects of today that arise, you will find that every single last one of them, as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu himself said, that this Ummah will divide into 73. All of them into the hellfire. It's not me saying it. And it's not me driving them towards the hellfire either. It's to make clear that the way of the Sahaba is this way. And it is one way, just like Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, لَنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ That the Messenger of Allah وسلم, drew for us a line in the sand. ثُمَّ قَالْ هَذَا سَبِيلُ اللَّهِ Then he said, this is the path of Allah. ثُمَّ خَطَّ خَطُوتًا عَنْ يَمِينِهِ وَعَنْ شِمَالِهِ Then he drew lines to the right and drew lines to the left. After saying that this is my straight path, now he drew lines to the right and left. And then he said, ثُمَّ قَالْ هَذِهِ سُبُلٌ مُتَفَرِّقًا أَلَا كُلِّ سَبِيلٍ أَلَا كُلِّ سَبِيلٍ شَيْطَانٍ يَدْعُوا إِلَيْهِ that all of these parts are parts of divergence. At the head of each one of these parts is the devil calling to it. Then he recited the words of Allah. Then he recited the words of Allah. This is my straight path, so follow it. And do not follow the other paths. For they will divert you away from Allah's straight path. So there is one path that takes you to Jannah. Me sitting here and ignoring the fact that there are other sects out there. That does, that's not me causing disunity. The disunity is already out there. It's not me. They say, oh, you people, you divide. What? Before I spoke, there was unity? Before I sat here 40 minutes ago, all of Leeds was united? All the Muslims were upon a singular way? Because this is the scaremongering that they do. That they say that these Salafis, they come... And they say, they talk about the different sects and the groups and they criticize them. And this is disunity. As if to say that we were the ones who brought disunity. What? There was no disunity up until 20 minutes ago? Or 40 minutes ago? Or up until we started giving da'wah in the United Kingdom a few decades ago? There was no disunity? There was no such thing as Shia? And Maturidi? Ask the Maturidiyya. Ask them. Those who claim that they follow Abu Hanifa. Ask them, how old is your manhab? They'll say, oh, we're a thousand years old. MashaAllah. So I created this unity, huh? 20 minutes ago. Ask the Ash'aris. How old is your manhab? They'll say, well, Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari died in 324. And before him, Ibn Kullab, a century or so earlier. They'll tell you themselves that their deviations are old. Jumatul Tabligh, 1928. I may look old, but I'm not that old. 1928, Hassan al-Banna, Muslimin in the 1920s, Hizb al-Tahrir and the Taqiyuddin and Nabahani in the 1950s, Hezbollah in the 1980s, all of these groups in the United Kingdom, UKIM, which is a branch of jamaat islami of India and Pakistan, of Sayyid Abu al Maududi, who died in 1979. What? Disunity wasn't there? All of them fighting each other and killing each other. Rather the Salafi, just like the Salafi of old, just like Shafi'i and Ahmad ibn Hanbal and, and, and Imam Shafi'i and Malik ibn Anas and Abu Hanifa and Sufyan al-Thawri and Ibn Uyayna and Abdullah ibn Mubarak and Imam al-Zuhri. 
And all of those a'imma of the first generations, of the earliest generations, this is what we are upon. They knew this and we know this today. That deviation is present. The question is, that this deviation, this sectarianism, what is the cure? The cure is simple, as Abu Al-Aliya said, the great Tabi who died in the year 90 after the Hijrah. He said, learn Islam, learn the truth. And once you have learnt it, do not deviate to the right and don't deviate to the left. And beware of innovations. For indeed, innovations, they will cause enmity between your hearts. So what causes enmity? Enmity in the hearts is caused, my brothers and sisters, by opposing the Kitab and the Sunnah, introducing ideas and doctrines that are alien to Islam. This is what causes deviation and sectarianism. You want to celebrate the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ and justify it whichever way that you wish. But when it comes to the root of the issue, they know full well that the Prophet ﷺ did not celebrate his birthday nor did his companions. But they will still do it. Trying to put a circle into a square, it doesn't work. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. But they want to do it, so they do it. Because every bid'ah that these people initiate, all it does is that it adds to more and more sectarianism. This is why the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were the furthest from bid'ah. Ittabi'u, they used to say, follow, wala tabtadi'u. Follow and do not innovate. This is what they used to say, do not introduce affairs. Keep away from innovation even if, they are, even if the pe people beautify them with their speech. Innovations, doing those things that the Sahaba did not do. Don't do it. It is not ibadah. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati. This day I've perfected for you your religion and completed my favor upon you. And I'm pleased with Islam as your religion. Ya'isa al-ladheena kafaru min deenikum fala takhshawhum wa khshawni and indeed the disbelievers have despaired in your religion, O Muhammad. So don't fear them, rather fear me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the Messenger of Allah sallallahu Why have they despaired in the religion? Because this religion overpowers in its revelation, in its perfection, overpowers all the other religions. Just as Allah has mentioned in his book with regard to the Sahar, to, to the deen of Islam, that it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has sent his messenger with what? With the hidayah wa dinil haq, with the guidance and the religion of truth. So he may overcome all other religions, even if the disbelievers may despise that. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sent Muhammad sallallahu with this completed. Al-Al-Baydah, the Prophet ﷺ said, I've left you upon clear proof. A proof that does not require any addition. That's why the Prophet ﷺ said, the Sahaba were listening to the Prophet ﷺ when he used to utter these words, I have left you upon Muhajjatul Baydah, upon a clear white plain, upon clear proof, it's night is like it's day. No one strays from it after me except that he is destroyed. And then at the end of the hadith, what did he say? وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْدَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ so beware of the newly introduced matters. For every newly introduced matter is a bid'ah. 
And every innovation is misguidance. So the Sahaba, they kept away from innovation because innovation, as Abu Aliya said, leads to hatred between your hearts. And that is no lie. And you see it today. Every group, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, every group rejoicing with that which is with them. Every group rejoicing in their sectarianism. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade them from that. After mentioning to them, hold on to the rope of Allah, don't disunite, stick together, be united upon the truth, so that you may be guided. Allah has sent this forward for you, so that you may be guided. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs them, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ تَفَرَّقُوا وَاخْتَلَفُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ And do not be of those who divided and they differed after the proof had come to them. Meaning you have revelation, look. You have Quran, you have Sunnah, you have Hadith, you have Sahaba. So don't divide and split after the revelation, after this bayanat. After there has come to you this clear, clear proof and evidence. For indeed for them who do so after the evidence has come to them, then indeed for them there is a severe torment and punishment. Adabun Adim, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned. So this is the way that those people are to be understood, those people of deviation and misguidance. Islam forbids sectarianism. It only allows the clinging to the jama'ah. The jama'ah is not jama'at tabligh or jama'at ikhwan or this jama'at or that jama'at or this hizb or that shia. It is not that. The jama'ah are the sahaba. And those who follow them those who follow them precisely, they are the jama'ah. Because they are the ones who believe as the Sahaba believe. And if they believe as you, Sahaba believe, then they are guided. So if a person believes as the Sahaba, then he is guided. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst them. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وجزاكم الله خيرا